You're listening to the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Trella and Trader Andy. Yo, 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 baby. Yo, here we go. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella. With me, as always, is... What's up, guys? Trader Andy's in the house, ready to help you with your drafts. Hey, Mac, what's up, man? How you doing this week so far? Ah, not bad, not bad. Wife's homesick, so I spent a little time on Netflix. Actually got a chance to check out the uh, Aaron Hernandez uh, Netflix thing, which uh, I highly recommend. It's, uh, it was a good show. I mean, you know, people say he was... You know, a football player during the day and a gangster at night. I mean, if you're a gangster at night, do you leave uh, bullet hole casings in your rental car? No. Moron! <laughs> but other than that, it was really, it was a good showing. Um, just shows, you know, you, you think twice if you want your son to really play football after all, you know, you got to see the breakdown of his brain after and everything. It's crazy. I, I didn't watch it yet. Is that what they were talking about? Yeah. Was, was, was it was the CTE crap? Yeah, after like, he killed himself, they, they donated... His well, supposedly, you know, he killed himself, but we don't know. Um, but they donated. This isn't brain. like a Jeff Epstein thing; like he's still yeah. alive, really. Is I, it? I mean, anyone could kill Jeff Epstein, but can you really <laughs> kill that big tight end? I don't think so. But yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So, all right, let's let's talk about some better stuff here than that. Let's move on to bigger and better things. All right, last episode we told you about the outfielders and the catchers that jumped out to us on ADP. So this week we're going to talk about infielders. Okay, we're going to go through. Start where you want to start today, Andy. You want to start at first base? Yeah, let's start. All right, let's do that. Who, who do you want to talk about first? Well, the first one is uh, Josh Bell. Ooh, huge year last year. Um, huge. Yeah. Had, well, no, 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 no. Huge half a year last year. Well, we're we're going to talk about what people are going to see when they see the stats on, when they're in their draft trying to all, draft. All right, all right. They, so, so if you're looking at projections, what do you see? Oh well, he, he's project. He's going tenth. Overall, as a first baseman, he's 91st ADP. So he's a first baseman number one. He's yeah. not a quarter man. He's a first base number one. Correct. Okay. You know, and when you're looking, I'm like, oh, wow, this guy hit 27 home runs. He did this, he did that. But He didn't well, hit 27 home runs. He hit 37. I'm, I was looking at 27 in the first half. Yeah. You're getting ahead on your notes, buddy. That's true. All right. So... He had 27 home runs in the first half, monster year. You know, and then in the second half, he bests 233, hits 10 but, home runs. But, but what did he do at, at the break? He went into the, the home run derby. Yeah. And Alonzo figured it out. Alonzo yeah. went beef. No. But this guy, nah, bro. He went, he went Taco Bell or something like that. Was, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I highly recommend selling high if you have him uh, in uh, keeper leagues. We uh, just saw that happen. Yeah, yeah. We just saw that happen in our home league. Yeah, because I told him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and the person who got him, I'm sorry. Okay. So the, the, the case for Josh Bell. In, in 2018, his home run to fly ball rate was 9%. Okay, that means of all the fly balls he hit, if he hit 100 fly balls, nine of them went over the fence. In 2019, it was 24%. So he increased that. So that's kind of what happened there. We just talked about, you know, the, the, the splits for the first half. He was great. The second half, I mean, was he really terrible in the second half? 10 home runs? Like if this guy only gave you 20 home runs th- this year, is it that bad? Well, I, the average will kill you. It, 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 it's not a first baseman number one. Yeah, 20, 20 home runs is not a first baseman number. You need the 37 home runs for to pay off his ADP, mm-hmm. right? The thing, too, is he's a switch hitter, and he absolutely sucks from the right side. <laughs> Terrible, right? That's why I stopped switching. And what's worse, bad defense. Like, he can't catch the ball. Roger Dorn. 
right? Yeah. So what's going to happen? You know, if, if he's not performing at an elite level, he's going to get replaced at the end of the game. I mean, they're not going to win that many games to start with. The Pirates are going to trade him to an American League team, and he's going to DH. That's the that's hopefully what they could do. Yeah, if that happens, then then this is a player that you're going to be happy that you had. Yeah, but in the National League on a terrible team. Uh, this is a pass for me, bro. The pass. Yeah, you just think, oh, yeah, you love Musgrove, love uh, Keller that we talked about, and then you're going to have this guy first base. Their best player. They were like, nah, ever. brah, keep it, right? I mean, the advanced metrics show a progression from, from 18 to 19. Uh, he actually, there's this stack called a barrel, which basically just means you just freaking hit the ball, right? He went from... 28 to 53 53 is elite i mean he probably had i i don't have the number in front of me but he probably had a 140 hits and 53 of them are barrels that means every third time he's hitting it maximum on the sweet spot so that's pretty impressive his launch angle went from nine the year before to 13 last year so he was uppercut and swinging for the fences right any idea what happened in the second half? Do you think it was just the curse of the the the, the home run derby and, and he he screwed his swing up? That happens. It, yeah, happens. it happens a lot, man. Yeah, it happens. It happened to David Wright times. years yep, ago. Absolutely. Was, you know well about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so to to maintain the uh Philly Twitter follow that you have, you could take the next guy. Okay. All right, we're going to talk about my boy, Reese Hoskins. Okay, this is a player, and again, all we talk about is transparency. This is a player that I drafted. Uh, no, I didn't draft. I, I I traded for this guy a couple years ago in the Skidoo League, and I'm heavily invested in him. I, I raised him a couple years, which I don't believe in. It's a down market. We don't give raises in fantasy. If you're in an auction league that gives raises, I don't do it unless you're a superstar. But I gave this guy two raises, and I don't do that. Three-team trade. I got I don't do that. Contreras on I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> he comes in, you know, he, he, he's great at taking a walk. It, it, it's gotten better. He's elite. Career high. Yeah, career high. Yep. 116 walks. I, and, and, and again, we're talking about transparency. One of the things that you gotta you you gotta learn how to how to kind of finesse when you're playing fantasy baseball is finesse the eye test. Because in in our first pod, I talked about how Reese was not taking the walks anymore. And that's because I watch every Phillies game. And then I look at the numbers. I'm like, oh my god, I'm wrong. This guy took every walk. It was the, if it was there, he took it, and it didn't happen. Like, like that's the thing. Be careful. You got you gotta not just go into your draft thinking like, ah, this player's good. Like, no, this player's good is not an answer. It never is. And I was a victim of that with Reese Hoskins. Okay, thirteenth guy taken overall for first base. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So you were taking this guy as a corner man in a 12-team league or a low-end first baseman in a 15-16 team league. That's impressive, right? He's got a 38-and-a-half hard hit rate, which is way above the league average. So there's a 40 se- home run season coming. It's coming. Hopefully it's right now. Did I don't know. Did he get a little too, like, lose his aggressiveness? Take the walk and not swing for defenses like he that did. might be it. I right. mean, you, you know the lineup. The lineup is ridiculous when you, when you're sandwiched between Ramuto and, and Harper, right. vice versa, whatever. I I mean, maybe that's what you look at. Like I'm just going to yeah. take the walk. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, though. Like one of the things that concerns me about Hoskins, which it may end up being a positive, maybe a negative. 
this guy now he's he's going into his fourth season in the majors and he hasn't cracked a million dollars yet he's not in the arbitration process yet okay meanwhile he's seen one of his best friends scott kingery get a multi-million dollar uh ex- well not an extension but contract before he even played a game and he sees you know the guy batting in front of him and the guy batting after him making you know uh, 400 figures like it's ridiculous so I don't know if he's got a chip on his shoulder a little bit, but the bottom line is I think that the owner, John Middleton, and, and the GM, Clentock, I think they want to see some progression before they give this guy a long-term deal. I don't know if he's pressing. You know, Maybe when you start thinking about dollars, you don't want to be taking walks anymore. So I, I really don't know where the season's going to go. I'm a little nervous about it as I really dug deeper. The value where he's being drafted I got no complaints about that. Like it's worth the risk. Yeah. Okay. Now the problem with that is you got they're they're one of their best minor leaguers who has they've realized this year now that he doesn't play anywhere else but first base. So that could be lingering as well. They might have to figure out, hey, maybe I can save some some money and move Hoskins and put Bomb out there instead. Right. That's the thing is I, I really truly think that the organization is not sure if this guy is a role player. If he's a six-seven hitter, or if he's truly an elite talent, I mean, even you, you don't need forty home runs doesn't make you elite. It's everything else. The good thing that he does have going for him, he's a leader. He's a great guy. Like he's an outstanding human being. He's a Derek Jeter type player. He's a Derek Jeter type human. I'll take a step back. <laughs> I know I heard what I said after it came out. Okay. But, you know, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. Whether he does what I hope he does or if he doesn't do what I hope he does, he's still a value at the at the spot. Like, like it, it's everybody else is filling up their first base and then you take him or you take him as your second first baseman. There's nowhere to go but up. You're not going to be disappointed. It's not going to get worse. Just don't know what the ceiling is. You can't tell. This is a big, big, big year for him. This is a lot for you to say, too, because I know this is your boy. This is one of my absolute favorite players on the face of the earth. Absolutely, 100%. We're going to go to an ex-Met next. Uh, Murphy in Colorado. Uh, He's my dad's guy. I don't don't know what to say about him. I I just think he faked us a little bit. Once he went to Washington, he starts with the power. He had that major... Postseason with the Mets, and then he left and then us. Cashed and then cashed out, and yeah. left us. And I mean, you might have won. You might have won that transaction by letting him go. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people got burned by him last year, and I was definitely one of them. When everyone thought he was going to Colorado, and you think he's going to be this monster, and then he just crapped out. He just got hurt. Um, you know, his ADP is like. It, 250 something like that 248 it's it's insane Crazy. it's you're, you're gonna get him for free i mean it's a good risk if you think he's gonna stay healthy and you know he hasn't shown that he could stay healthy uh he is in his free agent year so he is playing if he wants to continue playing baseball he's gonna have to stay healthy and do something so that's definitely on that that side but the concern with that is now is he you know being that he's playing for a contract is this is a guy that's going to lie about being hurt, and then that 300 batting average that you're writing in pen becomes 260 because he, you know, he's 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 got a core injury again. You know, <laughs> like I don't I don't know what to expect from that. You know, this is a guy that he he never strikes out ever. You usually write 300, like I said, in pen. He's in Coors Field. 
It's a risk. It's a good risk, though. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing, is if you're drafting him in your bench rounds or as a utility player and you got a backup plan for it, whatever, if you go into your draft saying, I'm going to take 125 games from this guy at best, you're going to love him. You're going to love him because he's going to carry you in the batting average category. And you're going to get some cores pop. Definitely. All right. All right. So I, I, I think this is a player that we're kind of high on. I, I, I want to call him more of a sleeper than, 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 than to think of him as a bust. I think this is a guy we want to invest in. Definitely. Only at the right price, not high. Right? Not reaching for him. Right. All right. I want to talk about Jesus Aguiar. Good. At least you do. <laughs> you don't like him? I'm done. I'm done with him. I don't, don't like him. Yeah, his ADP is beautiful. It's you know in the 300s. I think it was like 363. You're looking at 30th round, 12 team, 12 team league. I'm just I don't believe in it. Okay, all right. But, but you, you drafted him on the bench. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. But, yeah, but what are you really getting? Right. Here, here, here's the thing. There was a big regression last year. I think the regression was due to opportunity because he didn't play. He only got 300 at bats. Over you know through two teams, he started with the Brewers, went to the Rays. Bad two thirty six. That's true. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. That's terrible. Versus lefties and righties, two thirty six. But, but he didn't play. He wasn't on the field. Like he didn't have an opportunity. Like three hundred at bats is half of what you want from from a starter. And they he started not, him. They, he couldn't stay on the field. Right, he sucked. Yeah, he sucked. He sucked. He, it's not because they weren't playing. He wasn't hitting. So that's why he wasn't playing. Right. Here's the thing: is his his OPS went from eight ninety. In, in 2018 to 714 and his hard hit rate went from 42.6 to 37.7 so he forgot how to hit the ball that's not good that's not good the power went away maybe it was because of opportunity maybe the, the problem is that Luan Diaz looms he's there he's, he's, he's 23 years old he should move up to AAA left-handed hitter and Aguiar's problem as a switcher. He sucks against right-handed pitching. No. Sucks hitting right-handed. Yeah. Yes. He He's, cannot hit he, the ball he right He sucks. Handed. He's a good lefty hitter. Yeah. Misspoke. Sorry. We'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets back to the 5% hard hit rate that he lost, you know, maybe we got a shot that'll pay off the ADP, but... If you have a bench, I don't know. If you have a bench spot and you're desperate for power and you don't care about your average, just throw that little dart and maybe you catch lightning in the bottle. All right, all right, all right. All right, we're gonna move on to second base now. We're gonna we're gonna start towards the top. We're gonna start with a player that Andy's in love with, and I'm just gonna let him talk. I got nothing to say here. All right, all right. So we're gonna talk here is uh, Kesson Haria. Uh, he's going 42nd overall, which is really high. Uh, but I love the kid. His bat. Is gonna play. He can be a monster. He's gonna get you anywhere from 25 to 30 home runs. He's gonna get you 10 to 15 stolen bases. He's gonna bat 300. He is gonna be a star. I feel it. I don't really trust taking him this early in the draft. Obviously, if you have him in a, a keeper league like I do for five bucks in one of the leagues, or in one of my score sheet leagues, or both of them actually, I, I love him at the price I got him at. But it's a hefty price. But I, I would I would not say I would definitely sign off if you he, drafted him. He's being drafted ahead of Javier Baez, Chris Bryant. That's crazy. George Springer and at the same spot as Xander Bogarts. Yeah, I can't take it. I can't I can't Happy no. Fairy Tales, kiss yeah. the frog. Yeah. Right? The 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 guy like I I'm not a believer here and I you know, it, the bottom line is that he had a 
50% hard hit rate in the major leagues last year, which is unheard of. And he had a 402 BABIP, which means luck, luck. That means, for those of you, BABIP is an advanced statistic that basically takes out the strikeout and the home run from your batting average. So that says, you know, to just looking at the true outcomes, if, if the ball hits the field, what's your batting average? And it was 402. That's through the roof. It's crazy. So you had some luck there, but there, there's some luck, which bleeds and screams some type of negative regression. 19 home runs, right? nine stolen bases, and 300 bats. Right. But a 31% K rate. Yeah. Swing and miss, swing and miss, swing and miss. True. Being the, the fifth uh, second base been taken overall. Listen, if if I'm wrong and you're drafting him as your second or third player, which for me, I don't go home from a draft and have Keston, whatever his last name is, I can't say it, <laughs> as your second or third best player, I don't feel good about myself. That's when you say, did you, did you, did you pay for the league yet? Run out the back door. Don't pay. Run. Run. <laughs> Do not pass. Go. Keep going. I cashed that year, by the way. Yeah. But if I'm wrong... You just drafted Mookie Betts. That's what it comes down to. Because yeah. these these the, the, these statistics say he's Mookie Betts. I just I my eye test doesn't believe it. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And then I will bow to you if I'm wrong. So what can you tell us about the the Marte Parte? This is a player that we talk about eye test and and you, you know they, they, I got to hit. 329 with 32 home runs and I look at him I'm like nah brah this is some BS man this is not real juiced ball juiced this player this is not real yeah. this is not real but he went from year over year his launch angle went from 5.7 to 11.5 so he basically taught himself how to hit a home run and while he was doing that he raised his batting average by 70 points that's ridiculous. It's nuts. And the, the, yeah. the, the crazy part about it is we just talked about a 30.7 K rate for Keston? Hiera? 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 I don't know. <laughs> Mejia? Hiera? Whatever it is. Kettle Marte is, is 13.7. It's ridiculously low. If, if these numbers are sustainable, you have a stud on your hands. It, it, it can't be. It can't be real. Being sixth, uh, the sixth second baseman taken all overall, 45th ADP. I've, obviously, the other names he named, Bogarts, Baez, I'm taking those guys first. Second base is a little weaker of a position, so that's why people are reaching for those two guys. Um, you know, And just imagine, I mean, this guy bad 329. He set a 70-point increase, and he bad like 140 in the month of September. He had one bad month, and it was in September. If he actually kept up on own, he would have won the bang title. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. He was pretty close to it. Yeah. And here's the other thing that kind of kind of intrigues me is, you know, we, we just talked about BABIP, and, and we talked about the batting average um, increase that he took year over year, but the BABIP went with it. In 2018, his BABIP was, was 280, which is below league average. Lee, you know, you're, you're looking in a BABIP, you, you want to be around 300, okay, that that. That'll usually, in most cases, it'll give you a, you know a 275 batting average for the most part. So he went from 280, 280 to 342 the next year. So his batting average kind of moved with it. 342 is not like anything crazy like we just talked about with that Keston guy that was over 400. You know, 
so it's uh, it's 10% better than league average so he represented himself as an above average player there's room for growth but there's also room for you know fail fail i mean it it looks like he figured out the 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 launch angle piece and how to hit a home run and to to maintain a batting average with it for me i i think if, if 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 he stays around 30 home runs and he's continues to steal bases and the batting average goes in about 270 280 you got a good player but at, at the price you're paying you need those 30 home runs if they're if they're not there then then you overpaid and the one thing about him is he doesn't have to move positions now yeah because they, they wanted to move him to center field until they picked up his uh brother from another mother Marte. but but he's still uh he's still eligible in the outfield yeah, I believe so. I, uh, so I think yeah. you could play him. I think you could play him at second base in outfield, which kind of you know boop 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 brings it of up. Of course, a bit. of course, of course. All right, we're gonna drop it down a little bit and uh, way down, way down. Yeah, we we're, we're skipping a whole middle tier on here because yeah, it, it, it is what it is. I, I'm not really impressed with the middle tier on second base much. I'm I hate the top tier, yeah. but and this is how we're drafting. You know, we're right. we're basically carrying our starting second baseman from where we're going at right now, which is in the two hundreds. Right. Because second base sucks. The guys in the top of the list, they're going too high. We're getting better players and better. We're getting MVP candidates and other. Positions. So, right. so we're going to talk about Colton Wong, who's going 224th overall ADP, the 20th second baseman taken. But we're drafting him as a, as a almost a 2B1. We're, yep. we're drafting him in the top 12 yep. for us. And why we for our, our mentality. What do we see? Because there's a baseline. Like he he's he's giving you 285. He's giving you 20 stolen bases and double digit home runs. Like this is I, he's not getting 30 home runs like 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 Marte might be. But he's he's giving you a baseline that you could just believe in. It's easy. It's right there. Like, you know, we we talked about him in the last one. Like, you just want to slide down, take what you can get. If he, you know, even if he regresses and gives you two sixty five, those twenty stolen bases are gold. Now, this is the reason why we like him. All right, because there's other people out there. Obviously, people are desperate for steals. Okay, if you take someone like Malik Smith, you take one of these other idiots who are one-trick ponies, you're going to hurt every. It's going to hurt every other one of your categories. All right, and that's where Jeff comes in because he's the game theory guy, and he's really. I would have took Malik Smith in round twenty, you know, thinking, oh, you know, we can get forty-five steals here and just jump our numbers up, but you hurt every other number. All right, yeah, you kill you kill three categories. Yeah, and you just you just you just spent. 20 something rounds building up three categories and then you just crap on it by Training taking Alex right Smith. So, right. I think that Wong is, you know, he's going to get you, you know, he had 11 home runs, 24 stolen bases, 285. Great numbers. I'm sold. I, I would take it. I think he can repeat it. I think he can. Yeah, I, I'm in. I think we took, we, we've taken him once already, right? Maybe twice. I think we got, I think we got poached on him in the first draft. Yeah, that's when we got turned on to him, and then we got you know a little little excited about him and reached a little bit on the second one. But I we'll have a couple shares. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, we're going to move on to uh, another player with a little bit of a Philly past, and talk about Caesar Hernandez. Uh, This is one of the most consistent players in the game. You know, you're basically looking at 15 home runs. 15 stolen bases and 270. So just sit back and enjoy the consistency. What do you think? 287 ADP until we started drafting. Now he's 277 ADP. He's going 24th overall as uh, second baseman. Uh, 
you know, 270, 280. His numbers are great across the board. Uh, he's going to a, a team that likes to run too in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, I, I, I yeah. did that research. They yeah. were top five in, yep. in stolen base attempts. Yeah, they're last all year. everybody. The Phillies were bottom five, yeah. so that that's a bump up. Yeah, absolutely. So and I, the, the thing I could tell you, I'm sorry, but is watching him every day in Philly. He is fast as you could imagine. I just didn't he's know why he He's the fastest guy on the team. Why didn't he run? They don't he's run. Just, they don't so run. now he's going to run. He's going to let him run wild. Yep. So I'm agree. sold. Let's uh, let's get him in the 280s. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the, the the negative for me it looks like he's going to bat in the bottom of the lineup. Okay? You you're figuring that Lindor, uh, another guy we're high on Mercado is going to be up at the top of the lineup. Uh Viva Carlos Santana <laughs> is in the middle of the lineup. All these Phillies. Jose Ramirez, <laughs> Fran Reyes. like there's a lot of good hitters in the middle of their lineup. Yeah. But I don't know if you saw this just the other day. Uh, the Indians owner publicly said that the $350 million that Francisco Lindor wants, he said, uh, nah, brah. no, thank you. Not going to happen today. Not this week. So Lindor is not making it through the season. It's not going to happen. They're going to trade him. It may yeah. not be till July, but he's going. And maybe, maybe that means that Mercado bats lead off and Caesar moves up to the two hole and he's batting in front of some bigger bats and there's more opportunity to run. And the, the, the runs runs will go up from there. Yeah. So it's a possibility. Possibility. Ramirez. There's definitely... Yeah, definitely. And what do you think? R- Ramirez is... I, yeah, he's he a regression was, candidate again. I mean, uh, can you regress yeah, more uh, average wise? He but. had such a bad year last year and they turned it on. He really got back to where he was. So yep. I think he'll be fine. Uh, not know, worried about him. No. Not worried about so, him. That concludes the second base uh, thing. We're going to move over to uh, shortstop now. And we're going to start with uh, a guy who is, <laughs> he's going too high. I, I just don't trust him. I hate, I hate him. this guy. And I, I have him on one of my teams, and I'm trying to trade him. We have a, a trade day in one of our dynasty leagues, a GM uh, winter meeting type thing, and he will be getting traded. So Listen. Um, Alberto Mondesi. No, it's Raul Mondesi. Huh? Raul Mondesi Jr. All right, all right, all right. If a man want to call himself Alberto Mondesi, my <laughs> God, it's a free country. I call him Alberto Mondesi. I love it. Love it. <laughs> As you see, we're we're gonna be uh, you know basically quoting some of our favorite movies uh, from the '80s because that's where we're from. And, <laughs> Listen, when we get to go see Coming to America too, there will be a full length pod on that movie probably longer than any of these other episodes we cannot wait for that we are dying Absolutely. for coming to america 2 to come out so modesty is going as the the ninth shortstop because shortstop is really deep 30 39th overall adp he had 43 steals last year uh you know he had a lot of career highs uh including games which was 102 so he missed a lot of time last year, even though he put up some numbers. Uh, some of the projections out there are ridiculous. I think CBS had him as like fourth overall player. That's and terrible. I mean, that's like like Jeff said, you steamer. You know, we we trust those. Those are a little conservative. Uh, CBS is off the wall. Yeah, if you use a conservative um, projection model, you're going to be happy at the end of the season. If you use these that say that somebody's going to go from nine home runs to to twenty five home runs and from from 40-something stolen bases to 60, and he's going to go from being the 40th best you know, fantasy player to the second or third, you're, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast because, you know, peace out, bro. Just take Mondesi. Right. I'll just take the other better guys. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Do us a favor and take them then. The, the thing is, you know, 
from a game theory perspective too, even if you believe in this player, you can't get involved chasing one category in round three. You can't do that. It, it makes no sense. It's like if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna if you're gonna take Mondesi in round three for the stolen bases, just take a closer. Like you might as well. You're just chasing one category. The closer is gonna give you three categories. Mondesi's giving you one. He doesn't do anything else. This is a guy with a terrible strikeout rate, 30% strikeout rate, and a 4% walk rate, and he's supposed to be your speed guy. Like, this is the opposite of what you want from a speed guy. You don't want strikeouts and no walks. You want a lot of walks. Andy talked about this, what, the first pod when we were talking about the prospects. With magical, it was right. We were yeah. talking about magical. Yeah. The opposite. You can't steal twice first as base. many twice as many walks as strikeouts. You can't be five times more strikeouts than walks and do anything in this league. You're you're going to be on the bench. I don't know. I I can't. I can't. Well, he's usually guy. on the bench. I can't with this guy. I he, can't. He only played 100 games once in his career. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm going to call him what he wants though. Man, want to call himself Alberto? So be it. All right, All right let's uh, let, let's let's tap the garbage can again on this one. The next guy, <laughs> one of our favorite players. Yeah, and he is. I, I I'm all over him this year. I yeah. love him. Yeah, this is uh, Carlos my- Correa. He's going 98th overall, um, ADP. Boom. All right. He's only 25 years old. He's been in the year league for five five six years now. Yep. Came up early as a first round pick. Uh, he's a free agent. At the yep. end of this year. Yep. So he's, and who's his agent? Money. I have no idea. Boris. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, yeah. I think Boris is going to be holding him. That's why he's not signing, because he's betting on himself. Now, based on betting on himself, uh, what he needs to do first thing this year, I'm going to be drafting him all over, but what he has to do is to avoid the happy ending massages. <laughs> all right? Because if he cracks that rib again, he's going to be hurting his money. So please avoid those massage parlors. Okay. Um, Don't hang out with Robert Kraft, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one thing that I like the most about, uh, about, about Mr. Carlos is... I think we talked about this already, but they just hired Dusty Baker, and he believes in running. Like, he wants to run. So these guys are all going up, you know? And I I think, you know, you mentioned, what did you say? He's going barely number 100 overall or something like that? Who's that? 98? Yeah. Correct? The the problem with that is that he gets lost in the lineup because there's so many superstars in there. So his name just kind of blends in. After after Bregman and Altuve and Springer and Gurriel and all this, there's so many names in this lineup. He just kind of flies under the radar. But, you know, he's only 25 years old. He's definitely athletic enough to get back to the 15 stolen bases. And, you know, if he if he's over 20 home runs and bats 280 and, and maybe increases on that, he's going to be a top 50 player. Over 500 at-bats once in his career. Wow. that's But he still put up decent numbers in that time. So if he stays on the field, you're looking at an MVP candidate, and there is you don't have to worry about those cra- trash cans. He will handle it. All right. All right. He, he, we're going to talk about a guy that uh, Andy and I are pretty invested in next, in, in Mr. Timmy Anderson. Okay, almost uh, almost won the batting title last year, right? Yeah, uh, out of nowhere because yeah. he's not supposed to have this hit. It's a little scary. Hundred and tenth overall ADP, fifteen shortstop. What do you got? I, I I agree. You know the problem with him is he doesn't know how to walk. We want walks. He doesn't do that. Okay, um, three ninety nine BABIP last year. The year before was two eighty nine. So. I uh, might scream luck. It's a little scary, all right? He's definitely a regression candidate, but at that ADP, I don't think it matters because there's a baseline with the home runs and the, and, and, and the, the stolen bases. 
I don't think you're counting on the batting average as much. His batting average is going to drop 50 points, and you're still going to be okay. He's going to be in 280. Yeah, that's I, that's ridiculous. That's exactly yeah. exactly what I'm. And thinking. I, I expect that to happen. He'll be in 280, 300. I don't see him winning bad titles. You know, he had a little spark last year. His uh, best friend was murdered, and he just went on a tangent, went nuts. So I, I think like he has more power, and more speed than he showed last year as well. So, but I feel that he's going to definitely be a, a guy that we're investing in at that time, at the thing. I, I I agree. Do you do you think that maybe the the fantasy community expects that drop off in batting average, and that's why the ADP is is, is yeah. as low as it is? Yeah, no one believes it. Because if he's going to bat three hundred plus with a twenty twenty and just a, a normal baseline of seventy five seventy five, like that's a player that should be going fifth sixth round before Mondesi. Yeah, way before that. And Mondesi's going in the third round. Yeah. So uh, I, I guess the fantasy community expects the, the drop-off. So if you go into your draft and just take him where he's going right now, don't jump up for this guy expecting like, oh, this guy almost won the batting title. You're going to make a mistake there. But if you just take him right at value, you're going to win. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Cool? Yeah, I like it. All right, Andy, take your boy. Oh, we already talked a little bit about him. So I won't get too much into him, but uh, Nico Horner, he's uh, 373 ADP. He's going to go up a little bit. Um, obviously, he only has 350 at-bats in the minor leagues. He's never been above double-A. So there is a chance that he is down for the first time to, you know, you know how those Cubs like to uh, mess with your service time, Chris Bryant, right? right. So, um, so they, they technically didn't start his clock yet. They didn't start his clock right. yet, and uh, you know how that's going to go. Uh, when he does come up, He's going to be, you know, his contact uh, rate and his leadoff spot possibly, you know, 10, 10 to 20 uh, home runs with stolen bases. I think it's going to be a, a good fit, and we're definitely trying to buy him in almost every draft that we're taking. Heard, heard. I, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I think if he plays on day one, he's a mega value, mega value, and, and the ADP will skyrocket. Yep. But if he gets sent down and the ADP kind of stays where it is, he's still somebody to invest in. Because you're going to get him up at some at some point pretty early in the season, and the, you know, then instead of looking at him as a super value, you're looking at him as a late round, you know, sleeper. Like, like he's 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 still good. Like I, you know, we're we're still kind of sold on the fact that we think he's going to make the the roster day one and have the chance to lead off, but we're still investing even if he doesn't. Yep, I'm I'm all bored on him. All right. So we're going to move on to third base now, okay? You could take this guy here because I, I just I'm not a believer. Severs, so. yeah. All right. I just don't. I don't believe it. Uh, he's actually going fifth third baseman, twenty third overall. Yeah. We we talked about that before. If you're going home for your draft and Raphael Davers is your second best player, just 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 don't don't do this anymore. It's not good enough. Um, there's a lot of huge steps he took last year definitely huge steps thing that impressed me the most was was the walk to k rate went from 31 percent up to 40 percent so struck out a bit a little bit less learned how to take the walk and we've been talking about that all day that that's something that we love okay that yeah, jumped off the page for me it was a 24 percent to 17 percent on the k rate which is a huge right thing that and that's why his bang average went from 240 to 311 Right. I, I don't know if you want to look at that as a positive. Most people look at that like, oh, his average went from 240 to 311. Like, well, it's not going to go to 380 next. You know, it's not going to jump another 70 points. It can, uh, you got to look at that and feel like, hey, it can only go down from here. And you got to wonder what happens to lineup if they trade Mookie. I mean, there's still great players. I love Benintendi. We talked about that la last episode. J.D. Martinez, we're investing in late second round. 
if Devers is batting third between that, there's still the opportunity to drive in runs and score runs, which is what we love. The sabermetrics say that this guy is a top 30 to 40 player. I just don't know if I believe it. I, I I don't know. I'm kind of not with that you. price. Not that you know, price. At the price, I'd I'd rather wait a little bit and take you know these guys that we're already taking is Chris Bryant two rounds, three rounds later. Machado three to four rounds later. I'll take a, a healthy Eugenio Suarez over this guy too. I mean, this guy got hurt in a swimming pool. I know all about that. I mean, we laughed at it at first. The guy, you know, how do you get injured in a swimming pool? But Trader Andy almost died in my mother's swimming pool when we were teenagers. I still hear about it. <laughs> he still got a stiff neck from this. We'll, we'll talk about that another day. I can't even do this right now. <laughs> like, I could go on a tangent about him saying to my mom that the bottom of the pool slippery. It's very slippery. Chlorine! Slippery. It's chlorine! <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. If you're picking in the late second round and you are going to take Devers instead of J.D. Martinez or Max Scherzer... Moron! Oh, my God. All right. So, rather than taking Devers, we're going to wait a couple rounds and we're going to look at Manny Machado. Ninth, third baseman taken all overall. That's crazy. 61st overall. And two-position eligibility. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Shortstop, third base. Yeah, down your last year, too. You know why? Tell Everybody me. struggles the first year after they sign a huge contract, especially if you're... I mean, he didn't technically change time zones in league. He was on the Dodgers, but like... That was just a cup of coffee with the Dodgers, you know. And he's moving his life and his family and everything. He was a huge freaking everybody wanted this guy. The Phillies were whining and dying him. Everybody was. And he ends up on the Padres. He's got to move his whole family to the other coast. It takes time to adjust. And he went from a bandbox to a huge park. Still had five straight years of 30 home runs, even yeah. though he struggled. So far, we've taken him in both of our NFBC leagues. I can't pass We're, up on him. Yeah, yeah, can't. It's, it, it's too much value. I, I feel like these guys I are I feel stupid. like he has another level. Like I, I think he can win the MVP. I, I heard somebody, I'm listening to the radio the other day, and I heard somebody rank uh, rank him below Matt Chapman. Like, I love Matt Chapman, but yeah, that's that's lunacy. It's nuts. Like, this guy, I'm telling you, he's in his age 27 season. This guy is already making... $300 million or something, and he's in his age 27 season. He's just getting started. I think this guy, legit, this is an MVP candidate, bro. That's what it, I just It really said. is. I, it's I an agree. MVP candidate. I agree. Like, and we're getting him in the sixth round. Like, come on, guys. You can't, you can't pass him. You can't do this. <laughs> you can't do this. You can't let us have Chris Bryant and Machado in the fifth and sixth round. You're going to lose. You lost. Peace. So based on another 27-year-old third baseman we're about to talk about, this one is going to be taken by Jeff here because I really don't have too much to say about him. Michael Franco. Yeah, listen. 462 ADP, 39th third baseman. But why do you like him? I don't. I don't. At that price, I mean, it's free. Yeah, yeah, it's free. Okay, it's so free. what can he give you? In KC, I, no hitters. I, I mean, Montesi on DL. <laughs> Montesi's going on the DL. We're already doing that. He's already on the DL. I mean, you know, he, he he's a 17 to 22 home run guy. That's what he is. He's not going to give you a batting average or anything like that. But here's the thing is last year, he was trying to hit the home run. He increased his launch angle from nine and a half to 15, which is way up there, way up there. Okay, this guy hits in bunches, but the problem when you hit in bunches is usually the other end of it is you go into the toilet for a bunch, and Gabe Kapler did not give him a chance. He'd go one for 10 over three games, and then he'd be on the bench for four games. So he never got the opportunity to get hot, you know? And I, I think now 
he's in a, a different environment. Kansas no, City's just no going to lose. No, no pressure. pressure at all. Bro, swing for the fence, man. Go for it. You know, he's he's you know not going to get you over 250 batting average. And if he's just swinging for the fences and he could get you 22 to 25 instead of the 17 to 22 he's known for. I, I, Last you, player taken? Why not? Yeah, you could yeah, do, you could do worse. You, you could do, do a worse. lot worse. You could yes. do a lot worse. Speaking of a lot worse, a lot worse. <laughs> Woo! We got another guy coming a lot worse. This is a guy we used to love. I, I, I don't love him. Like I, I was excited about writing about this guy, Jake Lamb, four thirty eight. Well, he's up to five twenty three ADP, forty second third baseman taken, and I was excited to write about him. And then when I wrote about him, I was like, this guy sucks. I don't want this guy. Even at the end of the draft, I mean, he had twelve home runs the past two years. He had one year where he had 30-plus home runs, and he bat 240, killed your average at the same time. I don't like taking guys. I struggle with the average. I don't want to take a guy who I know will not bat more than 240. I mean, he bat 197 last year. I mean, I can't sign off on this guy yeah. at anything. I'd just rather just you know take my son instead of that overall. Well, you you got to wait a little while because he's, right. he's young. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're not even in, in kindergarten yet. <laughs> all right, all right, but I see potential. There's more potential, potential there than Jake Lamb. <laughs> Listen, the the thing with Jake Lamb for me, I just I, I as a rule of thumb, if you suck two years in a row, I'm not betting you on you year three. I'm willing to give you a pass once. People have bad years; they're nursing an injury. They don't want to talk about it, whatever it might be. But this guy sucked two years in a row. Like we're 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 getting up there, you know. If if it's somebody you want to invest in, you take him in the very very late rounds, and you wait and see. And, you know, let's see what we're going to get. The thing that jumped out to me, Andy, uh, this is nuts. This is nuts. Mm. In 16 and 17, he hit 30 home runs in both years, 29 and 30. Yep. The next year, his launch angle went from 12, which is league average, to four. Wow. Four. Four. He turned into Eric Hosmer. Like, I don't know if he's trying to get rid of the strikeout. But he's always struck out. Maybe he said, I'm striking out too much. I want to get rid of that. So, you know, I, I'm going to work on swinging down on the ball a little bit more. Still struck But out. you're getting rid of what you're good at. Like, yeah. there, there's no improvement in the average or anything. Like, if this is a player you have to invest in that you're insisting on taking in some way, shape, or form, I think what you need to do is take them in, you know, the very, very late rounds. You watch for two weeks. If you don't see the launch angle back where it was, if you don't see three or four home runs right out of the back, just cut his ass. No, be done. Be done. I, I, be dis done. I disagree. I disagree. I, I think this is a guy so freaking bad is that you don't draft him. You let him stay on your waiver wire, which he'll be there. And then if he shows you something in the end of spring training, the first week or two of the season, then you grab him in, the, in, the, in your fat. I, I, don't, I don't suggest drafting him. That's fair. That's Silence fair. of the lambs. It, it, it's <laughs> it, it it comes down to you know your format. Your format. If you're in one of these leagues like we're talking about, that's 50 rounds. That's a different. Of story. course, that's take him in the 50th story. round. Short, yeah, different story. Yeah. Skadoo, where you don't have a bench. If he's on your team, you're an idiot. All right, Andy. Um, that's going to wrap us up today. I think we said enough. We yeah. we went on quite a bit. Our next episode, we're going to talk about uh, pitchers. We're gonna nice. we're gonna do both starting pitchers and relief pitchers. All right, all right. We're already starting to think about that. Um, you know, in the meantime, you guys have any pitchers that you want to want to hear us talk about? 
hit us up. You know, definitely give us that follow. Hit the comments over there. We'll definitely, if you ask us a question about a player, we're going to answer it. So you got a pitcher, relief pitcher you want to talk about? We're going to bring that up and help you out. No problem. No problem at all. If we don't get to it, you could hit us up on Twitter at jtrella 20 and at amac22nj. Andy, you got anything intelligent to say as we wrap this up? Never do. Never do. Nah, bro. <laughs> Peace out. Trevor, take us out. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.